welcome back to yet another episode of your favorite Swim Bay podcast, Scales and Tales, episode 65. You know, 65 episodes, it's crazy. We're knocking on the door to 100 here real soon. Anyway, we're joined by another guy, uh, Massachusetts, I think? Yes, sir. Yes, Massachusetts, a good old mass hole. Good old New Englander. <laughs> so uh, we we were we were flooded by the P and W guys for a while, and now we're going to be kind of flooded by the uh, by the New England guys for a little bit. But I, I don't complain. I like I like talking to everybody. But anyway, today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this this morning, we're joined by Mr. J T. Carrero, who I'm sure you guys uh, were, are semi familiar with, uh, utterly utterly known as the luckiest man in the last. About a week and a <laughs> half, I would say. If you guys just saw his post on on uh, some bait universe, I'm sure he saw his pats and his crappie PG. So we'll oh, let JT yeah. introduce himself, and then we'll kind of get into it. Get into it for the night. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Hey guys, how's it going? It's JT. Um, just an average fisherman, you know. As Adrian mentioned, live in Mass, grew up here. Uh, quick shout out to my son Jack because I told him I'd do it. You know, I told him I was recording a podcast. He's like, no way. And uh, perfect. <laughs> yeah yeah just i love fishing you know being out in the outdoors long time listener first time caller yeah yeah i mean <laughs> one of the first people i talked to in universe it was either you or or uh, my buddy fern you know um i remember we chatted i think i saw you posting that taxi trout you were fishing when you were first getting into it yeah yeah probably yeah yeah and just it took off from there you know when i saw it, i was like holy shit the fish will eat Bates this big, you know? Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, dude. Um shit, what was I gonna say? There was something I was gonna ask you uh right off the bat here. Uh fuck. <laughs> uh shit, I can't remember. So we'll get right into it. Um for anybody yeah, yeah. who's friends with you on Facebook. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Um, when I had elaborated on first time caller, long time listener, I yeah. kinda wanna set up a thing. Like if you guys listen to uh to Theo oh fuck what's his last name Theo Vaughn yeah, yeah Theo Vaughn uh Stavi's World who's another comedian and there's a yeah, couple yeah. other ones that do the call-in stuff I I kind of want to kind of want to elaborate that in the show because I think like at the end like the last ten minutes if we took like one or two calls and whether it just be funny shit or like somebody's asking us something whoever I yeah, have on I think it I think it would be so much fun to break that stuff down definitely just getting some uh, questions from the listeners would be cool yeah. Yeah, so maybe maybe I'll have to uh, I'll have to figure out how to do that. But anyway, JT, um, for anybody who's not friends with you on Facebook personally or anything, uh, you are a very avid, just outdoorsy guy in general. It seems like you like to be outside, you like to be on the water or in the woods. Well, yeah. rather than just the fishing thing, what, how did you get into the outdoors? And then we'll we'll seep our way into the fishing, bass fishing, swim bait stuff. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I have to thank my dad for that. You know. Uh... Ever since I can remember, I was either I was with him ice fishing or dragging a deer out of the woods, you know. It's just it's just crazy how much, you know, in Massachusetts, there's so many woods and swamps and ponds and lakes, you know, you could get really get into it, you know, and you wouldn't think of this mass being like that, you know. Yeah. Um it's just a good thing to do outside, you know, especially I, I hate being stuck inside. I go stir crazy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'd is, rather be out in mass, the woods. Is mass the biggest state? in new england area uh no i don't think so I, I i would assume maine's much bigger and they have much more open woods you know um it's a weird mixture even with the deer hunting because um maine is like big woods and they get giant deer but they see less deer we they kind of get funneled around here with all the houses going up and shit you know uh 
they're building condos and stuff everywhere down here. You know, those, uh, that's what I do for work. I'm a plumber. So I'm, I'm in there building them. And it's a shame because you see all the woods and stuff getting tear down. Um, Damn. No shit, dude. I didn't realize that, like, I guess I didn't realize that Massachusetts or I'm probably even New England as a whole was like that booming of a place right now as far as like new construction and stuff goes. Yeah, it's crazy, man. At work, uh, there's, there's three bedroom apartments going for like 10 grand a month. It's not. It's absolutely nuts, you know, and uh, I think it's more just because Boston, you know, being like literally the nickname's the hub, you know, it's like where all the, the best hospitals are and all that stuff, you know. Dude, that um, shit's so crazy. I was just looking at Massachusetts as of the recording of this episode, <laughs> 2023. In 2021, they were just a cooter hair shy of 7 million for the population. It's 6.985 million in 2021. I believe it. I, I live in a town, uh, East Taunton, but the main town, Taunton, I, I think it's like 60, 70,000 people. Maybe it could be more. I haven't really looked at it in a while, but there's quite a bit of people out here. So that's where you kind of see when the people are like, don't spot burn and stuff because everybody's around the waters, but there's also a lot of hidden gems that people don't really, uh, either don't know about or you can't get to anymore. Cause they went and built houses in front of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dude. It's, uh, it's crazy. Sorry, I'm typing in to see how much bigger Michigan is landmass wise. Oh, just yeah, to see like uh what um <laughs> just to see what the comparison is there. So Massachusetts had uh just over just under seven million with uh ten and a half thousand square miles. Yep. And Michigan had a little over ten million with ninety almost ninety seven thousand square miles. <laughs> Quite a bit bigger quite a bit bigger Dude, that is that's so crazy almost the yeah. same amount of people in a ninth of the area that's fucking crazy yeah it's that's nuts that's absolutely nuts it's pretty cool i live like about 45 minutes south of boston so uh it's about 40 minutes to go to rhode island if i wanted to go that way or 45 minutes to go down the cape if i wanted to go out to the arm there you know yeah and uh so, i think you would you have charlie on before and he, he that kid hammers those cape ponds there's some good fishing down there that's for sure yeah yeah dude oh my gosh like not saying that i forget who i've had on but i like there's been 70 60 some people on here and it's hard yeah. to remember where where everybody's been from like last episode when i was talking to grady two episodes ago i was talking to grady and i'm like first guy in texas for a while and then i we got done with that podcast i'm like son of a bitch i had jack early on like two weeks before <laughs> yeah. but that was yeah. like three episodes ago and i completely forgot about it oh that's that's the coolest part about the whole facebook and the group is just connected us all and you can see how people are fishing in other states and stuff and how it compares you know yeah, get an idea of it official this will be like the first time i've talked about it but that's like the magazine the magazine the, that we're yeah. doing it, it has it has region of dreams and it's going to be a different region, every publication. And it's going to be one person from that region talking about like why that is dead set, the best region in their eyes, just because that's what they know. And the guy, the guy who, the guy who wrote the first uh, article has fished in like 37 States. So he has an no idea kidding. of, of where, where, or what good fishing is and stuff. So that'll be, that'll be super sick. Yeah, I, th I think people, it's no secret, Massachusetts has some great fishing, and there's some absolute hammers up here, man. I mean, just, it's pretty much what inspired me to start throwing the big baits and get after them, because I see these other guys getting after it and just pulling these fish that just, there's many people that don't see fish that big their whole lives, you know? Yeah. You talk to some old timer, and he's like, yeah, I caught a five, he used to catch five, and like, 
oh, I know somebody that caught an eight last year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, dude. It uh, it's crazy. I mean, that pod, that big bass podcast. Like, I did. Your guys' state record is four pounds bigger than ours is here. That's just absolutely yeah. Crazy. And the guy, I've heard so hard. many stories growing up about that. It's like it didn't come there. It didn't come from there. You know, it's like you never know. It, thing about Massachusetts people, we're kind of we live up to that reputation of mass holes, so we're always kind of giving each other a hard time. And you know, I'm not sure yeah. if that fish even came from that spot. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but and uh, it's like. It was probably super weird. Well, I know you guys thought you guys, some of you guys didn't really like listening to it because the way you kept saying Massachusetts, but <laughs> it, uh, yeah. it's it's probably weird to hear people talk about it. And like I had seen you in a in a group, but you're like, oh, I like to fish there. Like, yeah, yeah, I I grew up fishing there. It was one of the first places. My dad used to have a raging Cajun bass boat. I remember being young there, and uh, we used to go there in the summer all the time. And there's good fishing there, but the place gets hammered too, you know. They yeah, get dude. hammered, and uh, a lot of the times up here, they call them the bucket brigades. You see the guys going, and they keep everything they catch. They don't care, you know? And uh, I feel like sometimes that can affect a small place like that, especially. You know, they, yeah. even if they take a bucket full of perch, that's uh, that's bass food, you know? Right, yeah. It, that shit is, I don't know, it, it's super cool to listen to it from, because, fuck, I don't live in Massachusetts, but, yeah, like, when you guys... Uh, I don't know how big that podcast is, but you got to think, uh, say it gets shared to one Facebook page, like Massachusetts Facebook page. And then people who don't mm-hmm. know about it, they're like, Oh, like, huh, I should go fish. there." Uh, and then that just I know I was going there like once a week last year too. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <that's so laughs> the place great. has good fish, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully they know about the rocks in there. Cause if you don't know about the rocks, there's some boat killers in there. I actually lost a prop there. My first season boat. And then that was sketchy. <laughs> Damn, yeah. that's just brutal. Oh yeah, but, rocks bigger than your boat. You know. Oh my gosh, it was it was a rock quarry, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, I believe so. And then attached to it's a bunch of bog ponds. It's in the bog cranberry capital of the world. Is uh, okay. I believe it's either Middlebarrow or Carver. That's where literally the most cranberries come from. Uh, I drive by the you know Ocean Spray like they make cranberry. Right? Yeah, pineapple. I was about to talk about that commercial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I drive by the headquarters every day on the way home from work. Uh, the headquarters, world headquarters, it's pretty sweet. Oh shit, dude, that's fucking yeah, yeah. Crazy. I they always thought they were, I always thought that was a Wisconsin thing because I think was obviously Wisconsin doesn't make that many, but I know Wisconsin has uh has cranberry pits that you can fish. Obviously, yeah, but... fucking cranberries in it, and you can go catch fish out of them. It's not a secret up here either. There's some really good. I love going to bog ponds. You know, I have a couple spots that you can't get a boat into, but you can walk around and you can pretty much fish the whole place. You know, your favorite swimbait podcast is now proudly sponsored by Leviathan Rods. Leviathan Rods is a Texas-based fishing rod company that's handcrafted and uses high-end, made-in-the-USA rod blades. Every sale from Leviathan helps support foster youth and their families. With Leviathan Rods, you're not only going to feel a difference, but you're going to help make a difference too. Friends of the show will also get 20% off their rod purchases by using code SCALES20 at checkout. So whether you're fishing a depth 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there, Leviathan Rods. That, uh, is, that sounds so they, much fun. Yeah, it's really fun. And sometimes they're man-made, so they, they're dug out and stuff. You don't know how deep they are, but you're assuming that at least, you know, 15, 20 feet deep, sometimes deeper. You know, right. yeah, yeah, damn, dude. So, anyway, we kind of got off on a little tangent, <laughs> a little tangent so, right off the bat. So, uh, did you get into the outdoors via hunting first, or was it kind of both fishing, hunting, hand in hand? 
Yeah, it's pretty much a mix because uh, my dad grew up fishing and hunting too. So uh, he used to fish as much as I fish now, you know, uh, before he had me. He, he'd be out there six, seven days a week, you know. Um, and then he'd tell me all about these spots, you know, that just they used to be great fisheries and now they're kind of meh, you know. But uh, it's cool because it has a potential. Those genes are still in there somewhere, you know. Yeah, Hold, yeah, yeah. Holding those big fish. Damn, um, yeah, but ever since I can remember, you know, either I had a rod in the hand or we were out in the woods, you know. That's so awesome. Now, now I'm self-conscious because Kara said you know so many times and I'm I'm going to beat her record. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> was your dad into bass fishing or would he just go out to fish to fish? Oh, uh, no, definitely bass fishing. You know, he taught me the ways with uh, Sankos and he used to throw jitterbugs all the time, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, he, he'd be out there, you know, he, he'd go ice fishing. He'd tell me all the good stories, and he's brought me there. I remember being like eight years old at this place called uh, Lake Rico, and I pulled a 512 out of the ice. It was just incredible, oh, being eight dude. years old and a fish that big, you know. Yeah, dude. Fucking, you know, only ten times. You only weigh ten times about as much as that fish does at eight. <laughs> that, it's crazy. Exactly, exactly. I remember it wasn't even a big hit or anything, you know, fishing, ice fishing, uh, the traps and you have the flag go up. I had the flag go up two or three times. I went over, shook the line, nothing there, nothing there. The last time I was like, I'm going to pull it up all the way. And it was over this weed bed and just this bucket mouth is about as big as the hole comes up. And then I'm yelling over to him, get over here, get over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn dude. So your dad was uh, fishing Senkos and stuff. We'll, we'll jump ahead just a little bit, but we'll, we'll go back and elaborate on a little bit more. What, what does he think about the swim bait stuff? Oh, man, it blew his mind. <laughs> the price, the size, or just all of it? All of the above. He was like, what are you doing spending that much? Those aren't going to catch fish. And then uh, just fishing with them, I was like, oh, look at this one. And they started to really produce. I mean, it still took me like a good year and a half, the learning curve, to find out, you know, like where you should be throwing them and whatnot. And I don't want to say the best conditions for it, because either way, I'm kind of throwing it anyways, you know. Yeah, yep. Um, and you hear guys like, oh, bluebird skies and, uh, you don't be throwing wakes, but I've had some really good success. Just middle of the day, bluebird sky, sun shining. All of a sudden a five hits it. That's so sick, dude. Um, so when, when you were growing up, did you do a lot of fishing or did you kind of stick more towards the hunting side of stuff? Yeah, it was a lot of fishing in the summer. Um, I grew up on the backside. I still live here on my parents. Now it's on the backside of a state park. So there's always been either trails or woods. So I'd be riding my bike with the fishing pole and, uh, just fishing around, you know, nothing really serious, but trying to target bass the whole time. I've never really been interested in catching, uh, bluegills or crappie, but they're in there and you catch them on the bycatch. Yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, crap. Um, something to do with the fishing side of stuff uh fuck i can't i can't remember was there times that you would like if it was hunting season did you did you have a drive for either or were they both just super fun to you and you would go do them when you could yeah super fun it's kind of the same now where hunting season's so short it's usually october to december up here so i kind of miss out on the fall bite potentially because by the time hunting season comes around i'm just ready to go after the deer yeah, yeah, which obviously makes a lot of sense. You you only have two and a half, three months compared to fucking nine or ten when you're when you're chasing. Yeah, 
it's tough. And Massachusetts is one of the states where you can't hunt on Sundays. So if you work full time, Saturday is really your only open full day. Dude, and I did not know that until you had said it in a Facebook oh, post. So stupid, dude. Did not even know that was a thing. Like I know down south Alabama, I know Alabama used to be like this that you couldn't buy uh, alcohol on like Sundays because that yeah, yep. is the Lord's Day I and think, stuff. But I had no I idea. New York has a cutoff too, or something. There's a couple of states that do that where Sundays are either a cutoff or they don't sell alcohol at all. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's old blue law, or whatever. Right? The Massachusetts laws are so. Ask anybody from here, and they'll just grimace. <laughs> the laws are so laws. crazy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff doesn't make sense. That's kind of the double-edged sword about living up here, because I feel like a lot of the population doesn't really do the outdoor side of things, you know? Yeah, dude, that shit's crazy. Uh, is, do, is there any reason why, or is that just like some fucking 1940 law they made before World War <laughs> hunt on Sunday? I, I literally think you're right on that. It's like some law made... A hundred years ago, where it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, that and, they uh, just never changed. <laughs> it was a crazy year. The town near me, Middleborough, was the worst uh, in the state for people hitting deer. It was like an astronomical number of people smacking deer, you know, getting in car accidents and stuff. Yeah. Because we have so many deer, it's wild. Damn, dude. Like, yeah, you'd think overpopulation, <laughs> they kind of want to have as many people as they can out there killing these fuckers. Yeah, I try. <laughs> Do, uh, I had a good, has, I had a good year. So, yeah, has there have they tried to put anything in place like legislation to fucking open it up on Sundays? Uh, yeah, you see it in the year. The, I'm in the other. It's the same thing as the fishing groups. I'm in the hunting groups, and people are always talking about it. But it, it's so hard in this state because uh, I think they have their hearts in the right places. But the people that are really like against deer hunting, I think they they're in it for the wrong reason. You know what I mean? They're like, yo, you shouldn't yeah. hurt animals and whatnot. But it's like. If you really like these animals as much as I do, you'd understand that you have to, uh, conservation's part of it too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, dude. That shit's so crazy. That's like, I cannot even imagine. And I'm sure your state's split into zones too, but, uh, I think we have 17 zones and I'm in zone 11 and, uh, they actually gave out unlimited doe tags. tags. Yeah. 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 So you could as many as you can, but (laughs) it's also, it's also, uh, there's only so much like one person can do, you know? Yeah, dude, that's, that's freaking crazy. But, um, so when you got, like, was there ever a point in time that you got super into fishing or had it always just been like, oh, I, I enjoy to do it and you, you did it, but you never got like seriously into it until recently with the swim baits. Yeah, it was probably a little bit, it was probably a year or two before the swim baits. Cause um, my dad had a 16 foot nitro and he ended up upgrading his boat. So he sold me that one. And, uh, I started doing the weekend tournaments with him, um, uh, it's like a group of a bunch of older guys, probably like 15, 16 of us. And, you know, uh, it's a club. So they get the permits from the state and whatnot. So um, they'll put in for their ponds. They'll get the ponds. And then once a, it's like once a month, every Saturday, sometimes twice a month, we'll go out and fish. So that's part's pretty cool because it makes you travel around, you know, places you normally wouldn't drive an hour to, you know? Yeah, yeah. Is there a lot of water in Mass, or are you guys pretty much just bouncing around on bogs and stuff? Oh, there's a ton of water. Uh, I have to look it up. I think there's like six. I remember Mike Salvino said it one time. Uh, there's so many bodies of water in Massachusetts. I'll go Massachusetts. Yeah. If I can fucking spell Massachusetts. I'm trying to do this. I just put, I usually just throw in Mass. Water. Uh, 
lake Wait. numbers. <laughs> yeah, I Dude, guess you I will, probably have to I break it down. But... The hardest thing um, about the pod, the whole podcast, is writing out the stickers, like writing out the envelopes for the stickers. Not writing them out. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. Doing the fucking state abbreviation. That yeah. Shit, I am so scared I'm going to fuck it up because that's the last thing you do on the letter. So I'm like, I'm going to have to throw <laughs> this whole thing away. Oh, my gosh. Nope, but I've never. Ma. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So there's 3, 000, over 3,000 lakes and ponds with provided opportunities for recreational and uh, vulnerable habitat for a wide diversity of plants and animals in Massachusetts. That's actually yeah, a lot I, more than I thought it was going to be. I could honestly, you could probably almost double that in just places they don't count as being big enough to you know, uh, qualify for that description. You know, there's so I, many I, just I believe that ponds, sure. streams, you know, there's always something. So it's pretty cool. I mean, I think somebody said it before, you drive it around, you're like, oh, can I hit there? Or can I hit there? Or like, <laughs> there's Tom almost too Tyler. many bodies. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Because they're up from up here too, right? Aren't they uh, New Hampshire, like Northern Mass? Yeah, yep. New New Hampshire. Yeah, they're in New Hampshire because they're by the LFOD guys. Um, yep, yep. So, when did you uh you had gotten your boat and stuff and, and fish these tournaments and everything? How yeah, just longer, doing conventional. Yeah, yep. How long or what did it take for you to kind of see the swim bait stuff and, and kind of want to get into that? I think uh I'd have to give a shout out to my buddy Fern because I either met him on Universe or I met him on the Mass Bass page and we started talking big baits and it was around the time I talked to you then and um we actually ended up hanging out and going fishing. He lended me, he gave me this Buka 4x4 and a shell cracker. And that's what kind of just started it, you know. And I joined the group and you start, you get your feet wet. And you see like what's going on. What are these sought after baits, you know. And you kind of fall to the hype a little bit. But you see what, what people really want, you know. And it's kind of yeah. cool. And I think yeah. it's really just the most attractive part is really just these garage built baits and I've been fishing Joey stuff for like really heavily now. And if I have a problem, I could just shoot him a message and he'll answer, you know? Yeah. That I think that, nice. that's what really drew me in. You know, you don't get that with freaking Yamoto Senkos. You're going to be talking to some customer rep person that doesn't care, you know? Yeah, dude, exactly. There's uh, it's, it's a community thing. Like it's, it's kind of weird to say, but like as much as everybody doesn't think so, or has their differences, like everybody, it's- it's gonna it's sound the so best stupid. part everybody's, of it. Dude. Everybody's it's into it together, pretty much. <laughs> it's the best part of it. I've met such cool people. You know, there's too many yeah. to shout out, but um, Acido, Joey Kuman, <laughs> Fern, Dan, Jack. I talk to all these people on a daily basis. You know, and it's really come. It's just come full circle too. There's so much generosity and just people helping each other, and that's probably one of the coolest things. It's such a unique thing, and I don't think enough people see that. You know. Yeah, dude. but uh, um, if you go to the expos and you go to the gathering, you see that it's just so cool. Yeah, shit, it's kind of crazy, honestly. So, uh, did you, your friend Fern, like, was he local to you? And like, did he post up a picture that piqued your interest, or how did that go about? If you remember, I uh, I don't remember exactly. I think we just started talking, and he's about an hour away. I think he lives up in uh, like Uxbridge. And Dan lives in Grafton. They live like they live pretty close, Dan, Jack, and Fern. So um we travel to or throw each other and I had the boat, so he'd actually come down, spend the night, and then we'd go hit out in the morning, you know. Damn, uh, dude. It was a good time. He really got me turned on to the big baits and um that's when I was like he had a psycho gill and he caught 
believe it was a 2020 season or 2021 season. He caught a 7-4 in mass. And this thing was just, I've seen the pictures of it. It's just incredible. It's just a different built fish, you know. Right, yeah. <clears throat> Damn, dude. And when, when you guys first went out, like, did you know he was into the big swim bait thing? Or did he kind of just plop his rods on the deck the morning of? And you're like, holy shit, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I think we definitely talked about it, you know. And um, just tell me to get into it just lending me that bait and that's when it started. I never really, I didn't have too much success on it to begin with. I think I was throwing it on a rod. That was, it's one of my bigger conventional rods. It just wasn't really capable of doing that. So, uh, I got a Dobbins and that's where it really took off. And I yeah, think, yeah. um, speaking of the generosity, there was a fundraiser to help some poor guy, his family situation. I bought some tickets. I ended up winning a Wade and a trap bass three piece gill. And uh, that Wade really just, that was my biggest producer that year. It's nothing crazy, a bunch of threes and fours, but the confidence that it gave me. And that was a funny thing, fishing these conventional tournaments with all these guys. I'm the youngest guy in the club. You know, everybody's 50, 60, 70, some guys retired. Yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, what the hell are you throwing? <laughs> like, well, you're going to fishing with that? What are you fishing for? You hear them? They're fishing for sharks? Yeah, yeah. And, um... Sometimes I come in, you know, I come in with a lunker. I think I won a lunker pot one time for a four pounder, but uh, still, it's tough. You know, if you wanted to fish tournaments, you kind of have to adapt, and you got to be able to run and gun under that eight-hour time window. Uh, that's yeah, my dude. biggest goal this year. Is really, I'm doing the tournaments this year, and I really want to just utilize swim baits in some way to pull in that winning bag. And I've come close. I've I've come in a second. I remember there was this tournament that I actually came in third. I had a great day, five fish. I think I was probably around 12 pounds. We get to, back to the boat ramp, and uh, the club president is like, hey, look at this. And he pulls a 7.64 out of his freaking live well, and he caught on a wacky worm. And I'm like, you oh son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I had such a good day. I was coming in beaming. I was like, oh, I got this. I'm in the money. And then he pulls out that fish, and I'm like, oh, that's like three of the fish I caught. Dude, that is literally the worst feeling. Like I, <laughs> I, I fished a couple, a good amount of tournaments, and uh, and to like have a super stellar day, you know, drop like fifteen pounds or something. Yeah. And uh, you come back and like, I, I maybe maybe it's just me. I don't know, but like I, I, I get kind of the jitters. Like I can, I'm fucking shaking a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you get a little shaky. Holy shit! What's going on? I just fucking did that, and then you're standing around, like you weigh in like first, second, and you're just standing around and you know somebody weighs their weighs their fish 13.7 oh my gosh okay cool uh yeah 12.3 oh awesome hell yeah and it just keeps going and then and then you see they they pour their uh pour their way back in and you just see fucking one fish just fucking boom, hit the scale and you're like oh, oh my god I, I, you might have seen my post um for the sunday clubs it's a little bit more money but we end up doing a weight trip at the end of the year and last year we uh -huh. all went, went to Pisaki. so we all got our licenses and stuff and uh we, my dad and I fished the free day. I think I stuck two fish on the three-piece. Nothing crazy, like two or three-pounder. And the next day, I actually caught two fish, and we were weighing in. And everybody had a tough day. So I was like, oh, I might be in, like, second place with two fish. Probably five pounds. Yeah. And I wait till the end, and he's got a smile on his face, and he pulls out this eight-pounder. And I'm like, where did you find that fish in here? <laughs> um, it was an absolute tank of a fish. and. There was a little bit of discrepancy about it because they weren't even part of the club. They came up with it. It was just a whole lot. You know, Lou, that shit's just straight up unfortunate. 
But that, that, like you said, that crushed my soul. I was like, oh, I don't even want to fish tomorrow. So like, what the hell? I'm not going to find an eight up here. Damn, dude. That but you never know. That's cool. the beauty of fishing. You never know. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn. And so when you first got into it and stuff, how long did it take you to catch catch your first couple of fish? Was it until you got the weight hogs or were you catching fish on that shell cracker and four by four? Yeah, no, I didn't really have any luck. So it was kind of discouraging, you know, and you're like, I, I, you kind of, you re- resort back to your old ways, you know, Sanko, you can't really beat it if you want to catch a fish, you know, toss that out anywhere. And, um, I think it was really the weight and I started hitting places, just finding those isolated pads and working around that. And really, I think it's the hardest part about swim bait fishing, except in the fact that you're probably going to get less bites. You know? um, when the bites come, it's going to be a bigger fish. The most part. Yeah. Yep. And I um, um, think the biggest, the first big fish I stuck was a four, eight. And, um, that was great. You know, that was just the confidence boost I needed to be like, okay, I'm going to keep throwing this and I'm going to leave the conventional at home. Was, was that on the four by four or the shell crack? Yep. Yeah. At a local place that gets absolutely just hammered for uh recreational and tournament wise, you know, middle of the day, bluebird skies and she just smoked it. Hell yeah, dude. What, and you said that was the fish that kind of put you over the edge. Like, okay, this this is what I want to do now. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was it. And I've gone deep down the rabbit hole now, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking sick. Do you, uh, I mean, when after that day, like you had said, you kind of decided to set the conventional stuff down. Are you to the point, or at least at this point in time, had you... Like, just completely stop bringing your conventional stuff out, or did you just leave it in your rod locker and just have your swim bait rod tied up? For turn, bring both, and but I just I'd find myself have the swim bait rod in the hand all day, just accepting the skunk, live by the sword, die by the sword sometimes. Um, it's kind of a bullheaded way to look at it sometimes if you want to win tournaments, but I was having more fun. Yeah, dude, that's that's so sick. You know, that next cast can be the fish of a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. And you, I mean, if I remember correctly, you fished that Wade Hogs like super, super hard, didn't you? I, I still have it. It's it's probably a quarter inch ground in. Just, uh, That's so fucking really sick. Comfortable. Same thing with, uh, you know, talking to Caesar online. Like, it's just so cool being able to talk to the dude that made it, you know, if yeah, you had any yeah. questions. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so sick. Um, so was that around 2021 that you had gotten that bait? I think that was 2020. And then 2021, I ended up, uh, I went to the January Expo, waited outside. That was a great time. That's really when I met all these people you're talking to, you know, faces to names. And the hang yeah. outside was more fun than the Expo itself. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. It's really, I met Aceto in person. I met, I met uh, Eric Johnson in person. I met my buddy Travis in person. It was just a good time. And, yeah. Uh, I ended up going to the piss booth first. I got that date that I wanted. And then I ended up trying to go to Joey. I missed him by like three people. I saw him put the sold F outside. I was like, oh, no. So <laughs> I was a little bummed out, but my buddy Fern there ended up letting me borrow his uh, gold two-piece cycle gill there because he had a couple at that point. I think it was like a month or two. It was probably a couple weeks later. I ended up getting a freaking tooth pulled that day. It sucks. So I was home from work, stuck home, bored. I had freaking gauze in my mouth. 
I'm like, oh, I'm going to go down to the spot, you know? Yeah. And uh, I take this cast. I start crying. It's like a river that feeds in between the reservoir, a river that feeds into a bigger pond. And I start cranking down, and I just get absolutely stopped. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? And you feel the thud, thud. And before I knew it, the spot's so small. It's probably about 15 feet across, you know, just toss it out, cranking it in. And I flip this fish in the bank, and I lose my mind. With the gauze in your mouth. Yeah, I was pounding headache. I was already having a crappy day, but that just made me forget everything about that. You know, that was my first swim waiting in the fish for the Lanciati monthly. I ended up catching a DQ because the spot was so small. I was like against the water trying to put my phone. It was raining and uh, the fish left the frame. So I was like, oh, no. So I took it on the chin, but I broke the PB right there. The 514. <sighs> Looking back on it, my scale was messing up that day. I think she might have went over six. Damn, dude. <laughs> I ended up, I let her go. I was on shore, so I didn't have a net or a live well. So I didn't want to keep her out too long. I ended up letting her go and looking at my phone. I sent it to Joe and he's like, hey, could you get another video real quick? Because that left the frame, and I was literally, as I see that, I see her swimming away. I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> nope, I can't. <laughs> Damn, dude. And then so after that, was it kind of like, holy shit, I need one of these? Oh, or were yeah. you like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because then, uh, what was it, the Marlboro show was coming up in April. So same thing, got to hang out with all the boys outside, and I camped out, and I ended up grabbing them two-piece rainbow trout. That thing really put the heavy lifting of all season. It's, it was always tied on. Yeah, that's the uh, that's psycho trout, right? Yeah, yeah. I just had Russell repaint it because um, he saw how bad I rashed the freaking thing, and he's like, "Hey, if you want to send it back," and he repainted it. It was it's coming. It should be in the mail tomorrow, hopefully. That's that's so awesome. And yeah, like yours, like you you fish the shit out of your stuff. Like for anybody who hasn't seen his stuff, like. I mean, Kara and I were talking, I don't know what, you've knocked that bill out like four or five times in that course. <laughs> yeah, I, I was hitting up Joey like every two weeks for a new set of bills. I was either smacking it off something or I think the first thing that might have just come out and I didn't notice it. I was night fishing and all of a sudden I was like, the tree feels pretty weird. And I look at it and the lip's gone. So I probably threw it out a log or a dock or something in the pitch black. Um, but that's really the thing. you got to throw it wherever the fish are. You know, you've hear, I've heard people say it on the pod before. It's, you gotta fish it. And you got you can't be afraid to throw it into that rough crap. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's the fish. The fish know that nobody's fucking casting in there, so you you gotta pull <laughs> them out. Yeah, yeah, just lay downs, logs, docks. I'll throw that thing in anything. It, um, it, we we kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, what what was it like being new? on the forms like we just talked about standing at the shows and stuff and getting to meet people which will kind of trickle into the new question but what was yeah. it like to to be wet behind the ears 2020 and like seeing all these people like it uh, had to, to be, be honest, like was, fucking walking yeah, past the buffet exactly if uh if fern wasn't showing up there at that expo i was actually there pretty early just sitting outside because uh I like to be out in the woods, you know, I'm not really a really people person. <laughs> so I was a little nervous going in, just not knowing anybody. But as soon as you get in there and just, it's like a family. It's so cool. You know, you just meet these people and just become bros pretty instantly. Cause you're all just passionate about the same thing. And it's you like, know? it's super weird. I, I think I was, I think I, Karen and I were talking about this. It's super weird to like talk to these people for a year or two over messenger or see them in comment sections and stuff and go back and forth and then like 
like you're sitting there on the way there and you're like, holy shit, I'm about to fucking meet all these people that I've talked to. Like, this is so it's weird. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it leads to great friendships. It leads to, uh, you know, I bring them out on my boat all the time and then I get shown other spots where they're like, you can't tell anybody about this, but I'll bring you to the spot. And you find just some gems that actually happened last year. And, uh, he ended up bringing me there and I'm like, dude, I've, I've worked over here for like two years at a job site. <laughs> like, I had no idea the spot was here. It was pretty cool. <laughs> That's so badass. And then, I mean, that just goes to show you, like you said, how much water is actually over there. Like, Oh, it's nuts. There's so many little ponds hidden away in the woods somewhere. or They built around it so that it used to be a road there, but you can't go park there anymore because you get freaking booted out of there. Yeah. Have, and I guess this goes off of, you you've probably met a lot of the guys uh in the new england area on the pages like in person i would assume like at the at the gathering well not necessarily maybe the gathering but at the uh, at the expos and stuff yeah at the expos and uh through the pats group too there's just, all those dudes are solid dudes and they're just some of the most outrageously funny people it's one of the best groups i've ever been in definitely the the uh the, the secret pats group that some people don't think exists and some people don't think that do I know yeah. nothing about it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Send me an invite. No, <laughs> um anyway, we'll we'll tread lightly on that topic. Uh, oh definitely. You gotta respect those guys. What the, I just shout out to them though, because they make me laugh every day. There's always something crazy going on, talking shit to each other. It's it's like a New England thing, you know, you kinda have to you got to be able to take some ball busting and give some ball busting if you live up here. Yeah, dude, exactly. Runs it, in our blood. That, that rounds it off. What's it like fishing in mass? Like we talked about how there's a lot of urbanization up there. There's a lot of people. I'm not, maybe not necessarily fish, but I mean, there's a good amount of guys who swim bait fish up there. So what, what's, what's, what do you expect when you go out there? onto a lake like on a saturday morning are you expecting to run into guys or have the lake to yourself or what usually is the mindset for that with the big boat like mine it's usually hitting public boat ramps so definitely weekends you're going to be running into guys so um i did like to go really early or last year i went so many night so many night missions you know i'd be putting the boat in as people were pulling off getting out of there um there's a lot of tournaments and stuff so there's a lot of big boat tournaments there's a lot of kayak series that run around so um I guess you could say there's a lot of pressure there, but I've kind of just had the mindset where if there's pressure, there's pressure. You're still just going to fish it, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, fuck, no, I'm not trailering my boat and going to fish somewhere else because there's going to be even more people there by the time I get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why uh, I keep everything probably 15, 20 minutes from my house just so I got more time on the water. Especially uh, work all day and then get home, grab the boat, run to the pond. I don't want to go drive 40 minutes, then have to get off the pond and then drive an hour back just because you're waiting 20 minutes and everybody is getting off on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you, uh, I know you made a post, fuck that probably like in the spring, but do you, this is a question I always ask guys, especially people in, in new England, because like I said, there's a lot of guys who do it. Do you ever run into guys out there? Like randomly run into guys who are fishing swim baits, whether you know them or not? Uh, it's happened very few times, but it was actually funny. I came back from the gathering and, uh, I had that day off and I went out with my buddy Travis and I ran into, uh, it was Anthony Parnos and what's his Facebook name? Germos for Shabia. <laughs> I always say it, Fabio. Um, we were fishing and all of a sudden I hear the big splashes and come around the corner and I'm with my buddy Mario. Or actually, it was with Travis that's in the thing. 
anyways, but um, I was like, I think they're throwing big baits. And we get a little bit closer, we get a little bit closer. He's like, hey, fucker. <laughs> like, we literally just, we were hanging out with each other down in Virginia. And then he came back and he's up here. It was pretty crazy. That's so funny. Do you live by a lot of guys who do it, who swim bait fish? A uh, decent amount, finding out, yeah. Um, I think my buddy Aceto is only like half an hour away. Or um, everything's pretty relatively close in that. You know, you can get on the highway and get somewhere pretty quick. You know, I remember yeah. you talking about um, how driving's a little bit more extensive for you. If you want to go somewhere, it's a good haul for you. Yeah, which, I mean, it doesn't have to be, but it's like, fuck, I don't want to. If I'm gonna go fish somewhere new, fuck it, I'll drive 30, 40 minutes, and I'll go, I'll go try something. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. Um, no, I could probably, off the top of my head right now, 10, 15 minutes. I probably got three or four spots I could go to with the boat, so it's oh, not bad. That's so sick. Uh, is there a lot of spots to bank fish out there? Uh, there's a decent amount if you do your hunting. Um. A lot of those spots, it's it's going to be hammered in the summer, you know, a lot of just yeah. the recreational bobber people, which is great to bring the kids out and stuff. But um, I've seen some good fish pulled from those places, but I usually don't waste my time. I like to go fishing to get away from the people. Yeah, exactly. You kind of touched on that earlier about being being a little exclusive. Yeah, like <laughs> out there, man. Yeah. yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> So you... what? What is your season kind of set up like in Mass? We talked about how how much water and stuff you guys have out there, and like right now, well, as of what is this, uh, February second, you guys are like entering this weekend, and it's supposed to be fucking freezing, isn't it? Oh, uh, I had a brutal day at work today. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I saw your post this morning. Uh, take a step outside right now. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty brick out. Tomorrow's supposed to be even worse. And I think Saturday's supposed to feel negative 40 with the wind chill. Yeah, um, dude, that's fucking crazy. Tomorrow's like it's negative been a, 40. It's been a weird year. Uh, yeah. I, I live in Southeast Mass, so I don't know the elevation, but we're not very high above sea level. So we kind of stay in that. We get the bands where sometimes we get hammered by snow and ice, and sometimes we're in that little bit mild because we live pretty close to the ocean. Right, yeah. Yeah, dude, it's... It's super hit or miss. We had a pretty mild winter up until like two weeks ago. And then like since Christmas, we've gotten like 40, 40 ish, probably closer to 50, 60 inches of snow. It's like really that's wild. Went from like 50, 40 degree weather to like actual winter. And now it's here and who knows when it's going to actually leave. But it's supposed to be like 46 next Tuesday in rain. So that'll be nice. It's supposed to be like negative 20. Yeah. Down in southeastern Mass, we really haven't had any ice. I know um, probably a good two or three hour drive to go up to the Berkshire or something if you want to get on some like six, seven inch ice. But um, it just doesn't tickle a fancy for me. So I'm, I'm kind of happy. I'm hoping the ice holds off and I can get on the water earlier than I want to this year. Yeah, that's always nice. And so we kind of like what's uh, what's the year set up for? So like ideally when it does ice over, when's the ice off and when is it kind of? When does it kind of feel worth it to dump the boat in or, or go walk around and go fish a little bit? Um, I've been having the itch, so I've been out there. <laughs> uh, it's pretty much whenever you can get out. But normally, I would say on the normal year, probably like early April, I'd say you probably get some open water somewhere. And uh, I know I was shore banging last year. I think I got my first fish. The place was like, 
I got a little rat on a one-piece Monka crawler in March. It was the craziest thing ever. But uh, the place was half frozen. I just couldn't believe I caught a fish. <laughs> on a crawler, dude. That shit's so crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, actually. I think I got that from the uh, Swimbait Universe booth. had a raffle, and I threw in 10 bucks and won that at the um, first expo there in January last year. Hell yeah, man. It's just... <clears throat> The, I don't know what the hell it is in New England, but you guys have a super crazy. I mean, that's just like when I when somebody says New England, I'm like, oh, wake baits when there's fucking an inch of ice on the water because like yeah, that's it what just, it seems like. If you're stubborn enough to throw it, you can get it done. You know, um, I think it was last probably around the same time I caught that fish on the Monka last year. I was shore banging a spot with a little river. It was half iced out, and something hit top water far out i was like that had to be a giant bass and i couldn't believe it because it was so cold out but um even i've been reading that book you recommended bill murphy yeah. is interested in yeah. giant bass i know it's out in california and stuff and he's talking about these big girls being really shallow in the winter and uh i'm curious how it translates up here because i think we're a little colder but um i believe it because obviously the guy knew what he's talking about yeah it uh that book is such a mind fuck. I don't know how far you are, but like probably page like one tennish is when it kind of starts to change to how he targeted him like with live bait and stuff. But up to that I point, think I'm right like, before that. Yep. Okay, yeah, it's so like forty through eighty. It's like just well, even like page page ten through eighty is like oh my gosh, like I I don't know, dude. It's so fucking crazy. Like it's it's literally a book. You have to read to be able to grasp what what we're talking about. How crazy it is! That's pretty much all it is. I literally noticed that. I thought about it this morning on the way to work and I'm driving. I see the moon and I'm like, hmm. that translates to uh, there's a couple of dudes that have posted some really big fish in the past couple of days. <laughs> so I think it has something to do with the phase of the moon. Yeah, yeah, dude. I no. I would not not doubt it at all. Uh. I mean, if you guys want to get the book, uh, what Lunker Cities, I think is yeah, I think it was like, like thirty four bucks for shipping, and uh, yeah, it, so if you want it, it's Lunker Cities, or even if you just type in Pursuit of Giant Bass, and then you scroll down, it's like two scrolls down, it's like the third link, it's the non advertised link. So yeah, don't go to Amazon. I think they got it for like two hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking <clears throat> crazy, but uh, yeah, get the book if you want to read and like get your mind blown on fish activity or i guess the hypothesis on how fish act but just like through his oh, eyes cool. because it's fucking crazy dude even just the random tidbits he's talking about how their jaws are different depending on what they've been eating yeah you know? yep it's i i really i really want to do an audio version of that book i feel like that would be so cool yeah uh <laughs> not saying that i have fucking the nicest voice ever to read a book but i just am like oh well I don't know. Maybe maybe nobody's ever wanted to do it or something. But I'm like, fuck, I'll do it. I'll read it. It might care. be tough. I, I tried reading it. My I was reading it in bed when my son was watching movies. He comes over on the weekends and uh, he's like, "Oh, read me a couple pages." But I'm, I'm trying to read it to him and fall asleep just because it's it's really good information. But reading it's a little monotone, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh, it's fuck. What's the word? Um, it's it's dry. It's it's not like it's not for like. It's not an action thriller, you know, it's not Yeah, definitely not first thriller or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. Um anyway, back back to the how it sets up. So, your guys is like 
super early spring fishing is usually pretty good or is it kind of like you're either going to go out and make 300 casts and not catch a fish or is it like yeah, oh, i you think you go gotta out. you really gotta earn it and uh, yeah i know the guys that are sticking them in that, that early in the season they've done their research and they, they know where that fish is most likely going to be setting up you know going back to the book and reading where they're going to be translating you know uh yeah and probably just finding places that are good for it because there's so many different bodies of water where I think then you probably want to find know it's shallow so it's heating up quicker. You know, I'm still trying to work all that out myself. Right. And then when it when it starts to warm up, probably around that May, June, July, is the fish like in your eyes, is that the best fishing in mass is around that time? Yeah, yeah. I, I love it then. Um I struggled last year during the spawn, especially doing those tournaments. We go down to like the Cape ponds that are deeper and those smallies are spawning down and friggin' you got to reach them with a Ned rig, you know, there's, they're deep. Yeah. Um, but you can find them. There's places and you just got to put the time in more or less. So what's, what's the fall kind of set up for you? Because you did pretty decent, uh, the fall of 2022, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Grinded all summer through the hot months, and uh, the fall really heated up when those fish started to feed. Uh, a lot of the catches were probably dusk or night fishing mostly, when um, they're just slamming bluegill on top. This fish just feeding. Them. Damn, that uh, sounds that sounds like a blast. <laughs> oh, it's a good time when the sun's going down and the whole place just erupting everywhere. Yeah, I try not to do it. We all do it. You go chasing waterfalls, and you're like, "Oh, that's not big thing." So you want to go over there, and uh, <laughs> sometimes it pays off if you chase the wakes. But sometimes you find yourself just scratching your head. Yeah, and you you talked about do like night fishing and stuff a lot. And and uh, guy guy guys in mass do it like all together as far as like wake bait fishing and stuff. Have you noticed like your fish? maybe catching on or being hesitant to eat or are they just fucking just eating no matter what? I think they get real aggressive if you catch them at those heavy feeding times where if you're up there and you're doing the right cadence and whatnot, they'll just crush it. Um, I've had many skunk trips though. Um, like we said about all these ponds being really populated, a lot of these places will just bomb it for weeds. And I found that just screws up my bite where I don't know where they went. <laughs> I wasted I wasted quite a few nights of just grinding for a two pound three pound bite one fish at two in the morning out after I was out there since noon. I missed this fish last year and I just <laughs> what I did is hyper focused and I probably missed out on bites on other places because I was chasing a fish that punked me that I just I still can't forget about. Right, and that, that's a good question too. How do you like for having relatively so much water? How do you kind of pick and choose where you want to fish? Like, do you know how fish, like where they set up, like on certain certain types of days and stuff? And is that how you pick, or is it just kind of a crapshoot on what you're feeling? Kind of been a crapshoot, just being new to it. You know, I'm hopefully going to try to hone in on that a little bit more. But towards the end of the season, I'm really going to one or two places that uh, I knew that six pound fish that I was trying to chase was after. Um, just based on other people catching them there, or even guys that are in the tournaments and the weekend groups uh, in the daytime catching nice fish there. So, just in my mind, those bigger fish are going to come up to eat at night. So, that's when you try to go find them. Right, which obviously does make a lot of sense. Do, is 
is the night fishing outside of the swim bait stuff super big in New England? Like, do you run into guys out there very often? Honestly, not too much, and that's kind of one of my favorite way to go because you pretty much have the whole place to yourself. Uh, you kind of just troll motor around. You don't really have to worry about getting ran into or harassed. So that part's pretty cool. Um, depends on where you're fishing. You kind of have to be educated that you're leaving your car somewhere overnight. You know, um, there can be some seed characters around. <laughs> so make sure you don't leave anything precious in there. Um, right, I would, yeah. but I've heard of stories where people get stuff messed with because you leave it out and there's nobody there. It's a dark parking lot, you know. Yeah, fuck that. Um, are <laughs> are the are the ramps out there super nice, like the boat ramps and stuff? That can be a crapshoot too. Um, I believe there's some that. that have nicer ones. There's some that are just absolutely terrible. One of my favorite spots you actually kind of put in on the beach, which is a little hairy, but uh. I love that spot because not many people are crazy enough to throw a bass boat in there. Fuck, that does uh, sound sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool. There's a lot of uh, ramps where they have, I, I've kind of flirted with it last year. Well, let's say no night, like no parking overnight and I'll just go there anyways. I'll leave a note on my window with my phone number so they give me a call if the cops come. Right. Um, what, uh, yeah, fuck. Are like, you had talked about how it was in the dark and stuff. Is there just so many boat ramps and like launches and stuff out there that they don't have lights in that sort of thing? Like a lot of them, a good amount of them here, I'd say have like one or two overhead lamps and like the fucking porta potty in the corner. Is it like just a dirt turnaround more or less in some of these areas? Yeah. It depends on the spot. I mean, there's so many spots, but there's some that are pretty well lit up. I know uh, the one up the road to me is pretty lit up. So yeah. uh, it depends on the town, really. You know, it depends on the town and if something that go, that translates to how nice the boat ramp is, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which obviously makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, I, kind of, I feel like some towns almost don't take care of it because they almost don't want all the riffraff, you know, including me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that fucking makes a lot of sense. Wow. It's tough. There's so many people up here. Yeah. We had talked about how you had gotten your first uh, PG, your first psycho gill, or no, no, psycho trout, and how you caught that fish on the psycho gill. Um, what? Fuck, I, I'm trying to think of like how. Where, where has that gone? Where has it gone since then? Like you, you talked about catching that big fish on the psycho gill and stuff. How many fish do you think you've caught on that psycho trout? And like. How how are you? How have you been fishing it? How do you fish it? Where do you like to fish? That sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I should have kept better track of it, but almost all my big fish last year were pretty much on that cycle trout. So I had, I think it was six over five, and then all of my two six pounders actually came off when I finally got a three piece cycle gill. Um, but I kind of fish them all the same way. It's hard to say. I was just having somebody ask me about it earlier because they know I fish the trout a lot. All sorts of different ways with it. Dead sticking, it's actually a pretty good way where you just, you know, toss it out there and if you gotta check your phone or something, grab a bite to eat with the sandwich. That's usually when they'll uh, they'll take it. Um waking it's really good too, a slow wake with a lot of pauses, or even just a wake to crank to stop to pause. I, I've done it all different ways. It's kinda they'll say you'll hear everybody say it, it depends on what the fish wants that day. Yeah, yep. Yeah, dude. And how 
when did you or how how long have you fished that psycho trout for? Like you fished it all year last year, right? Once you got it from that expo? It, it almost didn't leave ever leave the pole. I, I dipped into the glides a little bit. I ended up getting a five pounder on a golden belt custom uh, reaper last year. That was pretty sweet. But uh it's mostly been that thing's tied on twenty four seven. It's even it's in my car right now. I got the three piece on right now. I was taking a couple casts the other day with no fail, but it's nice getting out there. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, you you have put a lot of rash. You've caught a lot of fish. You've knocked a lot of bills out of that bait. And, dude, like you, you said, how many how many of the five-plus pounders came on that bait? I believe four of those fish besides that uh, one on the reaper came from uh, on that trout. Countless fours, countless threes bunch of twos bunch of rats too fish that you think they have no business trying to eat a bait that big they'll they'll bite it yeah right how, how big of a bait is it is it nine inches ten inches uh, i want to say it's only about five um, oh no shit terribly big so i can uh i have one right here hold on grab it from my car it's not terribly big though i'd, I'd say about five six inches fuck i thought it was like seven or eight inches I had one for like a month before I gave it away. I thought, <laughs> thought I would have fucking remembered what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're used to fishing those bigger glides, anyways. Yeah. That, uh, that taxi trout. What's that freaking name? Taxi, taxi trout, trout, I think, is 10, 10 and a half. That's crazy. <laughs> I just got uh, that hoog trout. I'm excited to. Uh, try this year and i think that's the nine and a half i believe yeah yep yeah that's a super sick looking bait i love that bait looks oh it's so pretty so pretty i swam it last week too and the thing swims pretty mint um i'm really excited to fish it from the boat because it's definitely different than uh shore banging with it right yeah I guess yeah, she's about trusty tape measure. Yeah, she's six inches on the body, probably about seven with the tail. Okay, yeah, that makes that makes a little bit more sense. Um, and Kara had kind of she like touched on it just briefly on how you talked about you like to fish it, but break break us down on like where where you like to fish it. She had mentioned the lily pad thing and that sort of stuff. Is that usually what you aim for? Is is like lily pads and in like uh, floating weeds and stuff like that. Yeah, structure is definitely a big component. Um, running around those isolated pads, and you can watch the old videos of Bill Dance and all them, and they talk about how those isolated pads will hold the fish. So uh, I'll just cast it out there, even just kind of set myself up on the line and just cast down the line and just start working it back. And um, I usually start out a little further, and I'll go closer, closer, and closer. So I'm almost smacking the the lily pads. Yeah. Wait, does that bait hang up or is it pretty weedless it, for what it is? It comes through surprisingly well if you work it. Um, but it's like, you know, with anything when you're working with six hook points, you're going to be grabbing all sorts of muck, especially as the season progresses and the weeds grow up. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's exactly. the thing about mass too. I mean, I'm sure it happens to you. A lot of places just get absolutely choked out sometimes by the end of the season where it's, it's not even worth going there. Yeah. 
my my big problem is is when that stuff starts to die October November, it gets washed over from the spillway, the dam from the river. Oh yeah, above it's it. just pushing it all over. And so you're just you're hooking that shit every single cast, and it's so yeah. annoying, dude. It's super annoying, especially night fishing too. Where I've actually caught a few, or you get stuck out there and you kind of just uh, rip it over it, and that's when uh gets back in the water i've been hit that way too so you're almost fishing it like a frog a little bit yeah just kind of and, working it over and it's like you don't know I, I mean most times you can tell if you hook up on something but there's sometimes where you're reeling it in and you don't feel anything and then you get back and you have a three foot fucking piece stuck to the back hook it's like oh, yeah yeah that's a wasted cast i think uh geez it was one of those we had that heat wave back in i want to say either august or july or august and i caught a four eight and i was cranking it and i just thought i had weeds until i got it back to the boat and i was like oh shit <laughs> there's a four eight on the end of this so uh so that funny. was pretty cool <laughs> are you kind of breaking down like how you like to work it are you waking it or are you cranking it down or a little bit of both a little bit of both um you know it's to swim bait so it's almost it depends on how long you're out there but it's a day of a thousand casts anyways um so you kind of mix it up in between uh i've had a lot of good success on waking it you know just translates to more time that baits in the water the higher chance something's gonna come take a look at it or smoke it yeah yeah when you are waking it are you reeling it just slow so it keeps walking are you can you walk it pretty well like you would a spook or a frog or how do you like to go about a good walk to them um they find i find they really like that subtle wake because the psycho trout actually has this pretty sweet little subtle body roll to it which i've actually heard a lot of people where they they get a trout and they're like oh it doesn't knock as hard as the gill does and like it doesn't but it has a different application it kind of rolls over itself a little bit a little bit, yeah, but it, whatever it is, those piss, those fish get pissed at it, and they'll smoke it. Hell yeah, dude. That sounds like so much fun. Have you been I able love to it. tell, have you, does it seem like you catch majority of your fish doing one or the other, or is it kind of just uh, the fish eat whatever the hell you're doing? Yeah, it probably comes down to the day, but uh, I'd say the majority are probably waking it or... um. There's a good handful of just cranking them, too. Uh, when Fern brought me up to uh, Winnipesaukee before I went to the tournament there, I think he brought me up back in probably around July or August as well. Uh, I got my Smalley PB, PB Smalley, off just casting it out and just cranking it. And he, his boat up there doesn't have depth finder. I don't know how deep we were, but I'd say probably 10, 15 feet. And all of a sudden I had, I think it was a, I think that was a 314 Smalley. Damn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember seeing that. Yeah, that was cool. It was the first day out there. Just You hear about a lot of people like, oh, they're not going to eat big baits, or they haven't had success on big baits up there, especially wake baits. But hey, caught me that fish that day. So, How deep does that bait go? Probably three to five foot? Yeah, I think uh, it's kind of like with everything. With uh, His baits are all a tiny bit different. Yeah. Um, I think my rainbow trout would probably get like two or three feet. I have this perch in my hands here. I think she goes a little bit. I'd say she goes three or four feet on the, on the like, really giving it the English, you know, just cranking right. the hell out yeah. of it. Do you have a preference? Like, you could go out there middle of the day, afternoon, at night, whatever, and you're like, 
these fish are going to eat it when I'm waking it, or I really want these fish to eat it on the crank down. What are you picking? I, I would assume probably the wake so you could watch them eat it, but what, what yeah. would be your, your favorite go-to? I think the wake is probably one of the, my favorite bites when you're just waking it and all of a sudden that explosion just, bam, just they smash it. Um, I think most of the cranking catches are probably after a day awake in it and I'm finally and just, you know, you just kind of trying to break up the monotony of it. So you kind of just start cranking there. Right. Um, Some of those bigger fish, when they hit, is it kind of like when those fish hit the frogs and you just hear the pop and you, like literally they just fucking swim up underneath it, open their mouth and the bait falls into their mouth or are they hitting it pretty hard and going airborne with it? As a mixture of both, I've had, uh, I've had both happen. Um, I swear I catch my most fish when I'm not fishing, <laughs> whether I'm, I got my head turned and I'm talking to my buddy or, you know, you switching the song if you got a little radio going. Yeah. Uh, but, um, when they hit it, they mean business. That's for sure. Fuck, oh, dude. That sounds like so much fun. Like, <laughs> I know you gotta, when you do your tour, you gotta get up here and I'll get you out on the boat and we'll, we'll try yeah, to get on. Um, we, we, we're, we're planning something. Something's in the, dude, it's fucking ridiculous how busy oh it's such a cool idea when you debuted that i was like that is so sick like i really honestly haven't like put anything in plan for the last like three weeks because i've been so balls to the wall on the podcast or on the magazine thing like yeah I, i did the math i did the math i've got close to close to 60 hours on in fucking writing and typing up shit and designing shit that's crazy fucking ridiculous so if hey, like, i'm happy i'm happy to see it coming into fruition because i know even you started it i was like yes this is such a good idea and uh yeah. it's really taken off for you so for the people that like didn't know about it and they they've been seeing me go instagram live a couple times a week and they're like what the fuck is this guy doing it's because i'm just like absolutely sick of looking at my computer screen <laughs> or just sitting there listening listening to songs so i'm like i just i need to like quote unquote socially interact with somebody <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I definitely can see how that would get get to you. Just working your way, working away. Yeah, man. Uh, the the psycho guild. Now, that, obviously, that was like the first the first bait that you had gotten out of the lineup and caught a fish on. When did you when did you get your first psycho gill other than the one that your buddy had loaned you? Was it long after the psycho trout, or did you fish the trout? Uh, for it was a actually it was actually before that somewhere in that timeline i ended up buying one for a little bit too much uh (laughs) but i really wanted one so i pulled the trigger and whatever reason it was a pink candy one and it's my cursed color i couldn't find a bite on it (laughs) which was actually it was pretty disheartening because you see all the success on the psycho gills and i was like what am i doing wrong which uh i lost actually lost a really good fish during a tournament that um, I went back the next day and I I caught I believe I caught the same fish. It was the same spot. She hit it the same place, but I caught her on the Wade Hog and she went uh, four ten. But uh, I lost her during a tournament and it would have won me friggin' first place and lunker because everybody sucked that day. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right at the boat, she came off. My buddy was trying to net it, and uh, it's just one of those stories. And when I caught her the next day, I was like, I swear this fish was way bigger. But you never know when you see it come off at the boat. You you're automatically assuming that was the seven you're looking, you know what I mean? You're like, ah, yeah. it's so, so amped up. 
with the psycho gill, are you waking it, cranking it down, or how? Or is it just kind of the same? same yeah, it's thing kind of the, kind of the same thing. It all depends. Uh, I've had some good catches on cranking it, like that that five fourteen. I you cranking it, and I can't even see the bait. But uh, I guess it kind of depends on the body of water. You know, trying to. I like to try to target when the you're looking on the depth finder. I really only use it for depth, but uh, trying to find like those drop offs, you go crank it over there. And because um, I believe the psycho gills, you can get them to crank a little bit better. They'll go a little bit deeper depending on the on the gill, especially yeah. the two piece. That's what I was thinking too. They go a little bit deeper than the trout. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they got. Uh, you can feel it like uh, the scrutiny thump. guys are talking about. You can Yo, really yeah. feel that thing in the rod just dump, dump, dump. Which, uh, the Joey's he's got to figure it out. You know, I know he's been around for a while. So uh, before I got into swim baits, he was making them and selling them up here. I would, I would really like to <clears throat> buy like a psycho gill and there's, there's like a lot of other baits I'd like to buy, but the issue is, is being predominantly in a smallmouth area now. It's like, fuck, like, I, I don't bet want, you they'd eat it, man. I they, know, they, I know they will, but it's like, fuck, I just wish I had like a lake that I could, I could just fish and just fucking hammer fish. Like up at home, I had this yeah. bayou and I'd catch I mean, my cousin has a 23-inch fish out of there, and I have, no like, kidding. a shit ton of 20-inchers out of there, like, on the taxi trout and stuff. And it's yeah. like, if I fucking still lived up there, there'd be so many baits that I would have because I know that I could, like, go out there and catch fish on them. Oh, that's crazy, but, you know, it comes down to uh, what you're going to spend time throwing, too. I, I mean, I just got, I got a nice little arsenal of psycho gills and trouts now, and I'm like, I need another set of arms and another pole because yeah, I'm not going to yeah. have the time to throw it. Right, dude. Um, so are you, I, I don't remember if we'd actually answer this. Are you cranking the gill down or are you just walking it on top? A uh, little bit of both. Um, I really like cranking it down, especially if I've been waking all day and getting no right. action. You yeah. can just go crank around, find some structure. Uh, they'll not. come forward if they want it. You know? Yeah. With the gill, when you, when you, uh, fish it on top, are you walking it? Are you just kind of slow reeling or how do you, how do you work it on top the gill? I like to slow reel it with some pauses and, um, you know, that walking works really well. I know Fern's caught, I think I don't quote me, but I believe that seven, four, he was walking it like a dog like that. And the thing just, just like a bowling ball just went off. Just, you know, that's like, like wake bait fishing is cool but what is appealing to me is walking a bait and a fish just fucking t-boning i feel like that is so much fun because like you're uh, actively so fishing great. like a glide bait not yeah, saying it's more yeah. with a wake bait but like i don't know dude it just looks like so much fucking fun <laughs> oh you need to, you need to dive into the wakes but i know it's hard because you want to spend your time doing this and not that you know it's it's tough yeah uh, you know, when you what... have all the time to get out in the water it's still never enough time out in the water yeah, that's what somebody said in the live stream the other day. They're like, oh my gosh, like I, I showed them the magazine or showed them like what it looked like and stuff. And the guy's like, dude, you're not going to have like any time to fish, fish this year. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I know. Like, between, I know. Between the magazine, the tour, fucking the podcast, the sticker stuff, it's like, holy shit. Like, it's tough. Like, it's I, be same thing with hunting. I, uh, I do my own Euro mounts, you know, the skull work. Yeah, and stuff. Yep, yeah. I had a buddy that was getting into it and he actually, he moved to Maine and he does them on the side now too. But I'm like, I want to spend time out hunting. I don't want to be out in the shed skinning and doing oh, all yeah, that. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, that's a nasty process. <laughs> oh dude. Fuck. I know. I believe it. 
Oh, luckily, I'm a plumber, so I'm pretty used to foul smells, so it's not too bad, but it definitely, it's nothing like it. <laughs> right. Um, so when, you, when you're out there fishing and stuff, with the, are you picking the trout over the gill most of the time? Yeah, last year the trout was a heavy hitter. Um, but I ended up trading a bait, and uh, I ended up getting myself my first three-piece, and that's when that my last September there, I just, I absolutely murdered the fish on the three-piece. I mean, I'm looking at it now, and it's a relatively new bait, and it's missing both eyes. It's already rashed up. Um, <laughs> the top's got bass teeth all over it, bass teeth mark all over the paint. Um that three-piece skill it's whatever it is those fish just it was a the trout was productive but the three-piece was just insane i had a night where it was almost every cast i think uh should i wrote down the notes i caught a 410 a 3.8 and a 3.2 all on back to back to back casts fuck dude <laughs> it was that that was a night that my buddy ethan was with me and i, I can't believe it. it was just so nuts it was so nuts. That's, That's what I'm excited three. for. I can't wait for the night fishing this year. Um, you had talked about we. I mean, obviously, the last fucking probably 25 minutes we've been talking about the gill and the trout and stuff. <laughs> are there any other baits you you touched on uh, the hoog? Are there any other baits that maybe that you have or are on your hit list? You're like, oh, like if 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 I stumble onto it, I'd like to try this bait or that bait. Or oh, is I think. It, i should take a break from buying baits after this last weekend um, yeah <laughs> but uh i ended up grabbing one of those fathoms from daniel at uh clickbait over there on his drop a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago actually the, and is that the sonar one the, yeah the, uh no the fathom is the one with the big bill and i believe it dies oh, yeah yeah the 25 Jeez, foot or dies. 20 foot break down or something. something crazy i think this one's 12 to 15 i don't quote me on that i'll have to look it up again um I did end up grabbing a full-size sonar on one of his drops, and I grabbed a mini at the expo. I'm excited to really fish his baits because he's doing something new there, definitely. Dude, uh, uh, they swim I so like thick. That that sonar one would be so much fun to fish, like a lipless crankbait, like yo-yoing it and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I've, I was I've been trying it from shore a little hesitantly because there's a lot of crap that you can get hung up on, and I'm not swimming this time of year for stuff. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but, um, fishing it from the, so from the shore is almost like could work it like a, almost like a spoon or jig where you kind of just bopping it back, bopping it back. And I think what Bo, Bo Spire, uh, he just put a seven on the board, right? With the, yeah, um, mini right underneath his boat. <laughs> that's so crazy. That, that's got me amped to fish it. Um, it's so definitely I'm to fish those, um, I got a gar crawler that I'm excited to get bit this year. I didn't really have time by the time I, uh. I think it was my second Pat's tourney that I, I won the Gur Crawler. It was a Jer tourney. Um, saying his name wrong. Shout out, Jer. Uh, I'm excited for that. The crawler bite up here is really fun. Yeah, um, dude. Oh, my gosh. I want to fucking uh, crawl. Okay, I don't know why. I have a lot of confidence in a crawler. I've only ever caught fish on the Heddleston crawler, like the one that made yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the hula, uh, fucking... Uh, Hula or hula grub they're not fucking hula. Oh my gosh, the jitterbug. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Arbogast, right? Yeah, yep, old yeah, whatever yep. the fuck it is. They make a crawler, and I caught a lot of smallmouth on it last year. But that thing's fucking micro. But I feel like I'm like, yeah, I could probably catch fish on a crawler. And then like rats, like everybody talks about how much smallmouth like rats, and 
Uh, I was, I was. I lucky haven't had enough. any luck on rats either. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, I was lucky um, enough for um, a gentleman to send me the MDC rat, and the oh, thing that's is sick. So sick, like it. Fucking... Yeah, there's a lot of sick rats out there too. That's for sure. There's a lot yeah, of just. There are so rats. many sick rats. Um, I haven't had a lot of success on it. That was also one of the first baits you grabbed too. You know, the Spro back when they had the. Uh, segmented tail which um yeah i actually gifted that to my buddy mario he's coming out with me a lot this year and i got him in the big baits i'm like sorry about your bank account uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh he ended up grabbing his first pg from the expo too it was awesome so i'm excited for him uh he wasn't a believer either you know same story he was like what are you gonna catch on that and just coming out with me and just seeing the fish i'm like i get less bites dude but they freaking count right yeah and it's fucking fun <laughs> Yeah, it's so much fun. I'd rather I any day I'd pick skunking with big baits over throwing the sand cup, to be honest. Yeah. Um w- w- is there any other baits? Sorry, I we'd kinda gotten off there. Yeah, any other baits? Another team the... Oh, uh not really looking for. I grabbed some uh I actually got that burrito gill uh oh, Jake yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to grab one of those. Uh I grabbed another one. I'm excited to toss those. But it all kind of comes back to what are you gonna fish and what are you gonna spend time doing? Yeah, uh, you want to learn a new bite, you know. Um, oh. I'm really excited. I want to win another Lanciati monthly. That's it was just kind of a personal achievement that I set, and uh, it was a freaking grind all summer until I finally got it done in September. And uh, oh yeah, dude, those are cool because you know you just have to have his bait and join the page, and uh, there's no handicap. It's a month long tourney with five best fish, and I ended up beating. Uh, Shout out to Brian down there in Georgia. He almost beat me by, I beat him by two ounces. And I, I was sweating the last day of September because he posted a bag. And I was like, you mother. <laughs> that shit's online shit is way worse than like club shit because yeah. you have no idea if they're going to post a fish in an hour or if you're going to oh, wake up to them with a it. fish with fucking red beady eyes because they caught it at two o'clock in the morning. And fucking yeah, yeah, I know. He gets, gets after it. He gets after it. That's for sure. He's fishing down there. And it was kind of a personal achievement, you know, just grinding it out up here where they have bigger fish down there, but they're also a little bit more affected by when the pressure drops and stuff and the cold front runs through and shuts those fish down for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, are there a lot of guys who fish the Lincioti tournaments? Uh, yeah, it's a good handful. Um, I know there's been quite a few mass guys that have been repping and just uh, like Evan and Jordan, I think that was their 2021 and 2020 year. They were just, they were winning absolutely crushing fish up here on it. Um, it's kind of inspiration to get after it. Cause you know, cause they're kind of pretty local to me. So I know that water and, you know, like a budding waters and stuff or I could probably get it done too. So that was kind of the goal is figure out how to find those bigger fish for myself. Yeah. And dude, like the nice thing about online tournaments is there's so freaking many. Like you could fish five yeah. at once. I'm excited. You can remember year. all the fucking code words. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna have to write it down. I just joined uh the New England one there and hopefully when the Pats ones start get up and running and Joey's starts running. I know Sherpa's got a new group. I'm excited to try at some of the Sherpa attorneys. Um, yeah, the Sherpa. Good Sherpa's time. Pretty damn big. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, dude. His bait is group. sick. Um, even listening to his podcast, it was so cool getting to listen to his story. He's got such a cool story. Um, so many life experiences, you know. Yeah. Have uh, Have you seen that mini mini gill? Yeah, that looks sick. I I almost got on the list, but I was like, I have too many freaking baits. I can't do it. <laughs> I was uh I was um, like fuck I want one. That thing and looks then, killer. Yeah. 
I like his crawler too. His crawler looks super sick, but I yeah, his crawler is really cool. I've had a couple buddies that uh thrown him that the thing's pretty sweet. It was. It's very. I will say the one bad thing about going to the show is like. It's oh, how very much money hard. you spend? <laughs> yeah, that and like it's very hard, especially if you're friends with a lot of guys. So it's like shit. Like, I'm not, yeah, it is not tough, gonna say really. you not gonna say you feel obligated or anything, but it's like I really like my buddy's baits, but you know X Y Z is here, and I want to buy his stuff, and then it goes back to like the money thing. It's like shit, dude. Like, <sighs> I wish I had endless pockets, man, because I'd buy all. I'd support all the local builders because I just love how they're doing, you know. Yeah, dude, it's just like it's fucking crazy. It's, uh, it's so nuts. Who was I talking with? Um, uh, maybe it was Tom and Tyler from Scrutiny. Uh, we were just talking, like, yeah, it was definitely them. Like, New England has an absolute ass load of yeah, I think it was them. Yeah. Well-known producing bait builders, like it's cr- fucking crazy. It's so cool, and then you find out that they're all friends with each other. It's even cooler, you know. It's yeah, not yeah, like exactly. You sort of thing. It's uh, everybody's trying to support it because I. I've been saying that there's there's a future in these swim baits and you 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 saw it last year with all the pros and the the Bassmaster Classic and stuff throwing uh was it the uh, HPH and uh, yeah, the Mag yeah. Draft and uh, even just the DRT stuff's blowing up. You know? Oh my gosh, St. Lawrence River oh. Smallmouth DRT is like St. River or St. Lawrence Smallmouth. The guy won it on a DRT Tiny Clash like last June. So or- sick. Dude, I oh my gosh, it was fucking ridiculous. Uh, I got one and I ended up getting rid of it, and I kind of regretted it because I didn't learn it, you know. But I, it was one of those things. I think it happens to a lot of people who are you get a little overwhelmed that that thing. Like you were talking in the last podcast, what does it have? Like twenty seven different ways you can fish yeah, it or whatever. Yeah, and like I just I just saw a picture on Universe uh, yesterday or two days ago of a guy posted a picture from whatever forum, and it's talking about how like. You can put a toothpick in every single tail and raise it up or I lower it a that. little bit. And it's yeah, like, that is cool. How the fuck am I supposed to remember all of this shit? Like, <laughs> at, at that point, it's like, it's a fucking fish. Like, is it yeah. going to matter? No, that's the thing. We obsess over these fish, and if they get the chance, they'll eat a trash bag, you know? Yeah, dude, uh, exactly. <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. So that's where my dad's thing. He likes, uh, I think he's still working on him. He grabbed a massive order of Sankos off eBay like three years ago, and he's still working at him. And, you know, so it's like 27 cents a worm, and I'm yeah. throwing a freaking hell, the three-piece crawler, what the, I mean, the three-piece PG value is just crazy. Yeah, right. Fucking, you could have bought 10 bags of Sankos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could uh, probably go fish uh, Gary's ranch for a day. You know, yeah, down exactly. In wherever that is, Florida or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. What are uh, what are, what are some of your two or three of your favorite stories fish? Well, since you've been swim bait fishing, I'm sure they're probably all psycho trout and psycho gill. But what are, <laughs> what are some of the most more memorable things that you've seen while fishing and, and catching fish? Oh, uh, probably I'm mean, talking about the ringer that that rainbow trout went through. I was fishing on a tournament with my dad, and I cast it up in the shallows. And uh, I see this big wake coming towards it. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good fish. It hits it. I'm dragging it in. End up being like a freaking 25-pound snapping turtle. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was sketchy. And, uh, of course, it was the day we didn't have the long pliers. So he's got the boat paddle from the boat shoving it in its mouth. And I got the little pliers. I end up getting it off its its front foot there. And uh, I got the trout back. I bent the hooks out, but I got the trout back. (laughs) 
Oh my uh, god, dude, that's fucking scary. I'm scared dude, walking in the no. river that I'm gonna fucking step on one. Oh yeah, I mean, I grew up with them up here. Uh, I live next to a swamp, so we get them all the time. Every uh, where they come up in March or April and they lay their eggs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Probably uh, another good story is probably going down the gathering. Uh, it was like a last minute. I I couldn't do it, and all of a sudden I could do it. So uh, my buddy Travis was driving down. I hopped down with him. We drove down all night. Then we get down to Ed Allen's there. We rented the John boat. And I want to say it was either the fourth or fifth cast of uh, getting out there. I'm cranking the three-piece uh, Psycho Gill, and the line just gets heavy. And I'm like, what the hell? And uh, it didn't fight like a bass, though. So it was really weird. And I know they got big bowfin, and they got big cats down there. So uh, it gets close to the boat, and she's spiraling. So you just see a big white belly. And Travis is yeah. like, ah, that might be a bowfin. And then uh, it gets to the John boat. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not a bowfin. So uh, he gets the net out, and I end up sticking uh, that six eight down there on the Friday, and that was so cool. Dude, I remember waking uh, up to that. I remember waking up to that <laughs> method. <laughs> Dude, I was shitting. That that's what really secured my Lanciati win of the uh, the month there. And uh, I actually, I right after I caught it, I messaged Joey. I was like, "Hey, can I post this uh, on the next day? Because I didn't want to go burn the spot because I know the tournament was happening that uh, Sunday." And that was also the funny thing, because when I caught that fish, I knew in my head, I was like, I'm not going to catch another fish when I'm down here. And Dude, I yeah, did not. Exactly. <laughs> That's like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I got that text message from JT Friday morning. I don't even know what the fuck I was doing Friday morning. But Yeah, uh, you're probably getting ready. You're heading out. Or yeah, you're already coming, there. To, coming to fucking do something. But I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, fuck. Maybe, maybe I should stay Sunday. Maybe I should fish. And then Noah was out there. Noah was catching a couple fish. But I'm yeah. like, no, this does not happen on the weekend of the gathering. Like the fish fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that I think that's what happened because I was talking to uh, I believe his name is JC, the guy that owns uh, Ed Allen's down there, and he said talking about how the cold front's coming through, and sure as shit, I think there was only a handful of fish caught during the tournament. Which uh, was it? Mike Cherry got uh, I think it was a yeah, seven five. Yeah. He ended up winning. Yeah, something like um, that. And they actually, I think most of the big fish came out of the river that day. And when you rent the John boat, you can only go on the lakeside. Um, and I want to, I want to say, um, was it Friday night? Friday night, Saturday morning was the cold. Yeah, it was cold Saturday morning, wasn't it? Yeah, it was chilly. It was chilly waiting in line at two in the morning there. Um, <laughs> actually, big, big props to you for bringing the McDonald's. When you hit me up that morning, I was like, you are a lifesaver. Because we, Kara and I were in line since two in the morning. No. Dude, I remember I remember walking in like uh and like I go to walk in and I'm like, where the fuck is JT at? <laughs> and then I'm like, what number are you guys in line? And they're like, oh, I don't know, the line wraps around. I'm like, oh fuck, I thought this was the beginning of the line because they were by oh, like yeah. they were by the entrance to like for the vendors. And so like I was walking yep. in there, I'm like, where the fuck is he at? And then I was like, oh shit, I'm not I'm on the that fucking wrong side of the building. <laughs> He's on the other yeah, side. Yeah, that was a mad dash to get in line and it was crazy because that- I think everybody pretty much got what they wanted anyways, you know? Um, right, yeah. There was so much so much going on down there. It was crazy. Yeah, dude. It was it's definitely fun. a trip I want to make next year and do every year because that was just so freaking cool hanging out with everybody down there. Yeah, dude. It's uh, That's like a lot of fucking fun. It's just straight up. That's what it is. Like Saturday, <laughs> even even if you don't like go wait in line or, or whatever, you show up late or something, like the oh, days leading up to it are a lot of fun. Oh, it's swim bait mecca, and you just you all these people get together about one obsession about getting these big baits, getting bit by big fish, you know. 
get drunk and you have a good time, but you have to wear <laughs> a koozie so Wayne doesn't get bitched at by the lady who owns the pavilion. Oh, I know. I, I felt so bad. That poor guy has to deal with so much crap. I don't think people realize it. Uh, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to be hanging out with Kara and uh, we got to hang out over by the house there and he's dealing yeah. with a bajillion things at once. And I'm like, oh, that poor dude. But uh, yeah, he I pulls up, it off, you know, props yeah, to him. I ended up staying like an hour and a half later and i just i helped pick up like i helped put all the tables away yeah and I, was like, I was like fuck like yeah everybody I just can't imagine left, huh? like, I yeah just, i, I yeah, inadvertently got to talk to uh i think we were walking back from their cabin to the campsite and i had an empty beer can in my back pocket and then the lady was like nope open alcohol and i'm like i'm sorry it's empty but you know just like i didn't want to be that guy to get yelled at by Wayne. <laughs> yeah, exactly fuck um what well not wrapping it up a little bit here uh what's the gear that you fish your your trout and gill and just whatever else on what do you what do you what rod uh, are you fishing well originally i was working with the dobbins there which is great rod but um i ended up grabbing that f5 conceal carry and that was that's been my main stick i freaking i bring that thing everywhere uh right now i have a corredo 301 on it i think it's a six six two i think um a lot of my heavy lifting was with alexa actually but i ended up killing her and that that same weekend um i caught all those fish that that thing just seized on me which uh i sent it out to my buddy ethan i met him at the um he was at the expo there and he grabbed it and he messaged me the next night and was like yeah one of the pinions is like smashed into this so uh he's got the parts on order for me so uh, I'll get that up and running. I really like that handle. Uh, I think I traded a PB wrap for that reel. So that's the other cool thing about Universe. You can trade stuff, you know. Um, I still got you here? No, yeah, yeah, you're good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Got real quiet. No, you're um, good, man. I went and grabbed my pole here. Uh, oops, don't break it. I want to say this Corrado is a 301. Oh, I thought it said it on the real seat. It doesn't. It's a 301, though. Um, I like it. I got those uh, those Gomex handles from Wayne down at the gathering, and it's definitely changed it for me. You know, I got big hands, so I like that bigger handle. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. I need that's to- been the main, the main rod. The main rod's been the F5 conceal carry, and uh, I got a buddy from work that I got into swim bait, so I actually let him borrow my Dobbins. So uh, he's got it on his, in his possession right now. Um. It's definitely something I've been I gotta get more rods and more setups, that's for sure. That's one of the goals this year. Hell yeah, man. I need to I need to get another rod or two also. I wanna get one of the uh alpha soft swims like super. Oh, bad. Yeah. I'm thinking that too, or I'm thinking about taking the full plunge and trying to get a nice custom like uh what was it lowdown makes really good ones or nameless yeah, yeah. or uh there's so many good makers out there. So it's cool. You find the good company to support and they do you well too. Yeah, exactly. It's like just pick pick one and not even necessarily stick with it. Just just pick one and run with it. See if yeah, you like the stuff. Or... It's cool. That's the cool thing about even people are afraid to get into these higher end baits and stuff. And you're like, they still hold value. So if you don't necessarily like it, you can sell it, but you can also trade. You know. Yeah, and the shitty thing is, like, that's that's the one thing. It's I'm kind of always, I mean, no matter what rod, like what conventional or not, it's always like super. I'm always super skeptical. I'm like, fuck, if I don't like it, I'm going to have to pay for shipping. And yeah. luckily to this day, this day, I've never had to ship a rod 
No, knock on some wood, so, I haven't either. Uh, yeah, well, besides so it's that like, five, but that came all packed up because it breaks down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, which is fucking nice. <laughs> yeah, I see the horror stories all the time. I'm sure I'll get on Universe later and see somebody got it rod shipped in UPS yeah, or the mail the post rods. office. Uh, <laughs> it's usually it sucks because then they take it out on the post office and uh, it's not always necessarily their fault, but it sucks. I have sympathy because my mom works in the post office, so I know how right. freaking. That job sucks, dude. <laughs> and honestly, nine times out of ten, it's not your local USPS that's breaking no, it. Like it's, it's coming to them broken. On the conveyor belt. Yeah, yeah. It's on a fucking you know, plane, and a package falls on it. Like it's not those. It's not your mail carrier. It's it's the people before that, that may yeah, have unfortunately, breaking. You know, all the companies working those people like dogs. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. But uh, is there is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you had in mind to talk about tonight? Um, I think that might have been about it, brother man. Um, yeah, dude. It's been a good season, and uh, I think that's been my favorite part is just the friendships that you make out of this, you know, and just fishing with different people. And <clears> it's really cool. You're friends with these people on Facebook now, so you're starting to get to know people, personal life, and, you know, just caring for people. It's cool. I like the community aspect of it. It's definitely – it's something unique. and. Uh, it's something that's got to be cherished, definitely. Yeah, man. It's uh, like like you had said earlier. There's a lot of ball busting, but it comes down to like everybody. Everybody. Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's just the culture off here. So it's nothing new to me. You know, yeah, you got to be yeah. able to take a little razz. You know. Yeah, man. But uh, what what are the socials for anybody who doesn't follow you already? Uh, mostly on Facebook. There, JT Carrero. Uh, I'm on Instagram sometimes. Uh, what's the handle? What would JT do? I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, what it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm mostly, I'm mostly on Facebook and on Universe. You find me on there, making some dumb jokes about something. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, man. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll link the. I'll just put your name and then the Instagram handle and stuff in the description. Yeah, yeah. But cool, uh, man. Any, yeah, thanks for having wanna, me. Happy. Yeah, you want to shout out any brands or any peeps or anybody? Uh yeah, just all the New England boys: Fern, Jack, Dan, Tommy, freaking uh, Joey. Oh man, there's so many people. Sarah. Anthony. Just everybody that's been fishing with me and just coming out and having a good time. Hell yeah. yeah that's, what it's, that's what it's about. Joey Lenciati. <laughs> yeah, yeah, duh. Joey Lenciati. I think I mentioned him enough times. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, people, uh, people, no, people, he's people the man. He takes, he takes care of you if you fish his baits. It's really cool. You know, uh, Joey, Josh, too. The whole Lenciati crew. Uh, oh, yeah. Daniel Clickbait, too. He's a good dude. Badmans in universe, you know, for all they do. Um, they got to deal with a lot of crap, so try not to give them too much crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Babysitters, that's what I always say. <laughs> I can't imagine it. I'd be pulling my hair out just dealing with that. some of the stuff they got to do. Uh, yeah, that's about it, dude. But uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on. Yeah, dude, for sure. Um, like I said, I want to thank JT for coming on. Like, obviously, like always, I'll put his uh, put his socials in the description for you guys to follow him if you don't already. Other than that, uh, I mean, make sure you guys follow the podcast if you don't already. Scales and Tails underscore podcast. Uh, check out the stickers. There may or may not be any stickers left. I don't know. There's only like 15 Oh, I need to grab left. one of those, too. Yeah. <laughs> There's only like 15 left as of recording this, so who knows? I'm going fucking, on right now. Sold like 35 <laughs> of them the first day. Um, no, I'm typing also, it in right now. Perfect. Also, if you guys uh, haven't already, make sure you rate the show. Uh, on your listening platform much appreciated and then keep keep your eye out uh, for the magazine this this will literally 
unless I post about it on Instagram, I've kind of teased it a little bit like three days ago. But I have really said nothing unless you're in the live streams about it. So this will be the first time that you guys hear about the about the magazine. Um, and as of I'm now, it will, yes, it will be coming out uh, quarterly. So March will be the first run, and then June or uh, July or June, yeah, fuck, and September and December. So we're uh, going to be very well priced. Uh, I've been told on the cheaper end, but I, I don't care. I'd rather be cheaper than you guys think it's too expensive. Uh, going to be super cool. Right now it's shaping up to be about 42 pages for this first uh, first issue, which is super sick. And uh, fuck, I think that's about everything that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't know. I'm probably missing something. I'm always missing something. But like I said, uh, I want to thank JT for coming on. I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you, guys.